How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. We would like to acknowledge the Turrbal and Yagara peoples as the traditional owners of these lands where we stand, recognizing that these have always been places of meeting and sharing. I'd also like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to General Queries. I'm your host Talia. Uh, Megan uh, is not here with us this week as I said last week. Unfortunately she is still... Um, I have brought back my panel. We're back. Hello, hi. everyone. Hi. Hi. It's lovely to have you all back in the studio with me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what well, is to Wilshire? <laughs> I really wish outfits. I understood what that meant. <laughs> that means how are you in Irish? Oh, look, I'm doing amazing. Thank you for asking. Um, we are back to do the second special um, in our Arrow Ace February special lineup. Uh, today we'll be talking about the split attraction model. So uh, buckle yourselves up. Um, and we're going to jump into some good, good definitions and discourse. Do we? Um, this is uh, part two. So uh, everyone on this panel um, has been introduced in the episode prior. Um, so if you need to know who all these wonderful voices are, you'll need to go back in episode um, and listen to that one. Okay. So the split attraction model um, is a way of identification that was developed uh, by the ACE community, mostly by Avon, but a little bit by the ACE Tumblr community. Unfortunately, we do have to recognize the ACE Tumblr community because it is part of our history. Um, that is just how it is. Um, but it, the split attraction model or the SAM, which I think is going to be easier uh, to use um, for the next however long we talk about it, um, was developed uh, in response to a need to uh, explain aces in relationships. Um, so we talked about it a little bit um, in the last episode, like there's a dif- there's a difference between asexuality and aromanticism um, and the SAM accounts for that split. Um, originally, there were only um, two parts to the SAM. So there was only sexual attraction and romantic attraction. I now think there's about seven different kinds of yeah. attraction every from time memory. i look into it there's like new stuff and i'm like oh yeah yeah Relate. and it, it, it's really interesting um 
seeing what people are like, yes, we need to also define this. We need to talk yeah. about these things. Um, I have never found anyone who you has defined themselves by all seven levels. I think it's really unnecessary to do that. Yeah. Like um, it's, it's language that's there, mm. which is, mm. I think it's cool that it's there, but obviously it's not necessary to use. Yeah. That's yeah. the point of language. It evolves over time yeah. uh, based on a need. Yeah. Um, and the and same. then it's useless. <laughs> yeah you don't say um so the same kind of accounts for um all of the little in-betweens um mm-hmm. so why don't we so when you want to get really specific about something essentially yeah, when you want to be really specific i think like most people are, are used to all of their forms of attraction you have three passes to the 24-hour musical sorry um <laughs> I think when people are so used to, um, I guess all seven, all seven levels um, of mm. like all, all seven parts of their their attractions, yeah. um, sort of lining up, um, they don't really f- need a reason to break it up. But again, like as we talked about um, last week, when you uh, when you don't experience or there's difference in the experience of one level um, of attraction, then you kind of develop a need to have a language for the other bits and pieces of attraction. Um, so what are the seven levels? Uh, I'd love to take over for this bit. This is kind of like a weirdly a little bit of a knowledge area for me. Uh, so we've got here on this little list that we got, we got sexual and romantic, um, of course, which was the first, two original definitions mm. um and then from there it evolved to include stuff like aesthetic attraction platonic attraction um ultras um and sensual attraction um and there's probably more that exist um but that's sort of the general six mm-hmm. or seven as far as we know um i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. jump in oh, yeah, uh, yeah. as the megan um, <laughs> I'm going to jump in as the Megan and ask someone to define all of those, please. Yeah, I can define a couple. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote down my own notes on this sort of stuff. Um, so the ones that I'm most familiar with that I can talk from, from like a personal experience standpoint, um, probably platonic and sensual attraction. Mm-hmm. So platonic attraction um, is defined as an attraction to a person, usually on a friend level, although um, for ace and arrow people, or who are on the spectrum, a lot of the time friendship can be feel a lot deeper than what an aloe person might consider a friendship to be. Like, um, I know us in the ace community, um, friendships are very, very important to us. Um, so that's something. Um, there's also sensual attraction, which I wrote down to be as um, an attraction to a person in which you want to touch or be touched. Um, and this is separate from romantic or sexual touch. So that sort of goes back to like the Bambi lesbians who they define themselves as like they prefer to cuddle. And that's a type of sensual touch. So like yeah. cuddling, hand-holding, yeah. that kind of stuff? Yeah. Or like massages or like, you know, like maybe See, head scratches. So kind of like stuff, stuff that <laughs> you should Everyone's be. like, yes, head yeah. scratches. We love that. That's like an ace thing. Yeah. I feel yeah. like everyone loves yeah. their head scratches. Yeah. So, so like stuff that people would usually associate with going on to sexual activity, but yeah. doesn't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, also just to jump in there, not to be a radical little bitch. <laughs> um, romantic and sexual touch uh, are, can be decoupled and uh, cuddling does not have to lead to sex and sex does not have to be linked to cuddling whatsoever. Just jumping in there. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. 
Um, mm. So that's my two. If anyone wants to jump in with like aesthetic or altruist. Well, I might jump in with aesthetic. Yeah. Now, aesthetic is sort of the idea of liking someone's aesthetic, which is a terrible definition because I use the word to describe it. But <laughs> it is liking the way someone looks, both not in a romantic or sexual way. It's just, wow, you look great. But yeah, it's nothing. like yeah. admiring like a work of art. Like, yeah. wow, what a pretty work of art. Yeah. But it's yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a living statue. Call it what you want. Um, it is quite confusing because people go, well, if you like him, just go do that. And that is where sort of asexual sort of split off from the rest of us is it sort of, we like the look of it. We don't, all I like an art piece, you shouldn't touch. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, like even allosexuals kind of get caught up in that. Like you get a lot of... Um, I think I think it's more prevalent in like straight girls. You know, you get mm. girls who like compliment other girls, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you look so good today!" Like that's, drunk bathroom ladies. Yeah, drunk. Yeah, <laughs> um, really like drunk girls that you find at the club who like jump out and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I really love your outfit!" Like that's a kind of version of um, aesthetic attraction going like, "Oh my gosh, you are actually so gorgeous!" But there's nothing beyond that. Like I, um. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like when men, like men, can't turn around and be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, it's, it's, bro, it's, it's you, like, you, you nice jacket, today. mate. That's a real nice jacket. Yeah, or something like that. It's never really about the. Uh, it's about individual. I like your shoes, mate. Oh, it's it's stuff like it's not about. That actually is quite, I suppose, would be a feminine situation. But it's like Doc Martens, you wearing some cool sneakers or something. People tend to point it out and go, yeah. yeah. So it's so with with guys, it's generally about mm. the clothing rather than the person. Then, uh, yeah, how oh, they oh, interact, oh, it's, not it's, oh, the attraction. Mate, it's, yeah. well, it's sort of it's it's related to a situation. So it's like if the guys like completely ripped, it's like, oh, how much can you bench? It? It's questions about the situation. Mm. It's more, more or nice tattoos. It's essentially nice, so. It is a bit like no homo situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you just are, so you know. You are just yeah. so, so attractive. No yeah. homo though. But just Jesus. Like, you yeah. are beautiful. It's like that's how you get your teeth kicked mm, in. Yeah. 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 You've got to be real. I mean, and it is that I don't want to – I think for men the sort of go-to response is to things that are – without the no homo sticker attached mm. to it would be violent. And that's why you've got to be really careful. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's the world we live in. But that's mm. – you know, here we are trying to change it. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of what um, aesthetic attraction is. Um, platonic attraction is kind of like when you look at someone and you're like, oh my gosh, I would love to be better friends with them. Yeah. It's um, also called a squish in the aromantic community. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah. It's basically kind of, like a platonic crush. Like um, while someone with a crush might go, I want you to date me. Someone with a squish just, just goes, um, I want to give you all the platonic hugs. Yes. Yeah. Um, and befriend that so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go to the movie sometime? Like, not to make out in the back cinema. I just want to go and see How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> Come watch Aquaman with me. By the way, go watch Aquaman. Best. You can't plug okay. Aquaman on my podcast, <laughs> are you? I can, um, I will. <laughs> um, from there, we have altruist attraction, um, which is where kind of like queer platonic relationships kind of fall into. It's this weird kind of gray zone that falls between what is romantic and what is platonic. Um, and it it's necessary to define that because for some people that is a gray space. Um, for some people, it's like, well, I'm not quite sure where I sit on that, so I'm going to define it as a gray space until I've figured out if there are boxes at all that can be fit into. Yeah. Um, it's it's like a very close friendship, I guess, is altruist mm. attraction. It's, I would define altruist attraction as like, or if I guess an altruist relationship would be like a lifelong partnership with 
mutual benefits uh, where you look after each other and that sort of thing. Um, but there's no, not necessarily romantic or sexual aspect, yep. which is where I sit with my relationship. So, yeah, that's kind of, that's like a nice word that we use sometimes for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of, it's weird when we like look at this and we kind of like scale it, but we do end up putting it on a scale, which is kind of weird, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, it's always like you're leading up to something bigger. You're not. I just want to yeah. clarify while this does present as a scale, all of these versions of attraction are completely valid. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> like equal. one of them, yeah, they're all equal. None of them are more important than the other. Uh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, there's no top tier relationship. There's no, there's no correct way to have a relationship. And I think that's what a lot of people, uh, especially in the ACE community, kind of end up breaking down. Like they end up breaking down what is like a, a good relationship and, and what is um, a preferred relationship. So it's, it's an interesting discussion to have. Um, yeah. And then from there we have um, romantic, um, which we, yeah, romantic attraction is kind of weird because romance is difficult to define. Trying to define sexual romantic attraction with a bunch of ace and arrow people. <laughs> is yeah. very it's just literally that, things we don't experience. Yeah, like we don't understand it like or experience a, it. So it's like, how do we, yeah, I can't define it. Yeah. Like we need a, to bring in a, a pang, Let's bring a panel of dogs and ask what it's like to be a cat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of like trying to describe the color blue without using the word blue. Yeah. Try describe try describe how water tastes. That's what trying Clean. to describe yeah. romance. <laughs> that's, um, Ooh, uh, that's what uh, trying to describe yeah. romance is like uh, yeah. for a bunch of and and romance can change between exactly. from person to person. Mm-hmm. Like for for one person, what is romance? Um, I get. I think we've actually yeah, like, we, we talked, talked about, about this yeah. on uh, the episode with Siobhan and Nikki. Like, what is romance for one person is not necessarily romance for another person. Um, yeah, which is really interesting when you think mm-hmm. about it. Um, and then the then the sexual attraction, and which I think we've we've kind of covered um, from there. Um, that we don't know what we're talking about. In terms of we've got no <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah, we've got no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Anyone else but us, please. I, I always, yeah, um, whenever someone's like, and what does sexual attraction feel like? And you're like, eh. <laughs> like, that's, that's the <laughs> point. I don't know. I, just, yeah. I assume it feels like, uh, I, I don't know, have... a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've experienced bagels before. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I don't like bagels. Maybe oh. then, then the analogy doesn't fit you. Sorry. Is that where we go, is that where we go back to cake? Oh. <laughs> How do you forget about cake? Yeah, look, um, the whole the whole like aces, uh, like the aces are only in it for the cake thing. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad we moved on from that. Um, I feel like I feel like this is a call out for me because every time anyone comes over to my house, I've got cake. You've always got cake. Yeah. You literally <laughs> called me out yesterday for having a mud cake. You were like, you have another one. And I was, I was like, like, I just uh, bought it today. <laughs> I was like, the last time I was here was a chocolate one. This one's caramel. Remember that time you came over and I had like just four cakes? <laughs> like, listen, I'm fat. I like my cake. <laughs> Uh, mood. Um, cake sexual. Cake sexual. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never experienced any kind of sexual attraction, but when I look at a cake, I think it's close. It um. works for me. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, it's like you, know, you know that, you know, when you get, get to the end and you've just left all the icing, that's sexual no. attraction. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the sensation at the end of a cheesecake when you just get the, just the biscuit. And that's oh. all. Yeah, there oh. we go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Every time we try and talk about sexual attraction, we always end up taking it back to food. Yeah, <laughs> every it is, time. It is probably like the most. Pr- I think it is a very primitive idea. Sexual attraction is like, so yeah. primitive. 
And um, mine is I have to eat all of the food <laughs> constantly, even even when I'm not hungry. Is yeah, the closest I think it's yeah because sometimes you are hungry, and then sometimes you just open the fridge. You're like, oh fuck me, there's <laughs> <laughs> some, some chocolate in here. Shit, <laughs> it's the lizard brain. The lizard brain has two, well, three functions: um, uh, eat, mate, destroy. <laughs> I can say, I can say, eat and destroy are very intertwined for me personally. So it's just. <laughs> it, oh shit! Jesus Christ! Okay. There is a moment. There is a moment when you open the fridge and you just like start combining shit. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It's like, it's like I don't even like Vegemite. But I need it. It's just <laughs> it's Vegemite on a bagel. Why? Because we're, so we're going good. back to bagels. We're going back to bagels. I don't think bagels. I've ever had a bagel in my entire life. So I, don't anyway, know I think I like we, we can get rid of the sweet. quote. Um, Back to basics. It's now back to bagels. B to B. Back to bagels. Back to bagels. Um. Yeah. Just just like with um the way we define like sexual orientation stuff like that every single one of um these attractions can be defined in terms of um uh, i'm going to use um the sexual attraction uh, modifier so it can be defined as uh, heterosexual homosexual uh, bisexual asexual um there are a couple of other ones um which i'm hoping you will talk on um they kind of when we start talking about like the spectrums and stuff like that so we kind of move into um ace umbrella terminology so we move on to um terms like uh allo demi uh gray sexual mm. um there's a couple of others there was a sexual i think at one that's point that's isn't that that's also the throw i think it was a, there was an issue with the naming process yeah there, there were a lot that were overthrown uh, in a like a very short space of time mm, yeah. something um, something happened i yeah. wasn't a part of that something but that was it probably did. happened on avon yeah I, I, knowing knowing avon it probably um, happened on Avon. Yeah, yeah, there is, there was um, a small uh, time in in the discourse, I guess, where um, everyone was trying to over identify things, mm. um, which got a little confusing because when you're trying to create a language that people can easily identify with, and then you're creating words that you need to go on and further explain, it's not workable it's not helpful yeah. yeah it just creates a lot more work um and confusion for especially for young people who think that they have to have all these labels for especially- themselves to be valid or whatever mm. which is not mm. not cool especially when you have the same definition for multiple different words because everyone's yeah. just trying to make a word for how they specifically experience their orientation and then yeah. everyone there's like four different words for the exact same thing yeah. It got very specific um, and uh, very, I would actually say in some cases, confusing because it was difficult to go through and uh, everyone be trying to find out this specific definition. But meanwhile, there's a million definitions out there. They're mm. trying to define things that are hard to define. Yeah, I think it's a kind of a weird situation because I've met more asexuals, arrows, whatever. Mm. They they probably just be like, "Hey, I am, for example, I am Harry. That's what I. I don't know. I'm just me. That is because mm. yeah. it's, it's it gets it's. You've got like I've got to have a problem. It's you can get up to like four labels for who you, and that's a lot of labeling yeah. to do. And I don't even have a sticker maker, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's just just yeah. just be. It's it's more of a thing. It's like if you need to do a science and explanation, you've got those labels. But mm-hmm. mostly, it's just I identify as these as a big sort of Venn diagram cloud thing, and that's yeah. where I sort of feel like I am. Yeah. And also, if you've got like one of those 
bigger labels then rather than going really specific you don't have to do that really weird mm. um explanation thing that people always demand mm. they're just like what does it mean so you're like all right so you know pulling um, out the powerpoints now yeah. guys yeah. and i think like in in trying to define a very certain um small experience it takes away from the nebulousness of what the identifier actually means because like at, at the end exactly. of the day they're small like if, if you take asexuality you're just talking about a lack of sexual attraction mm. but that can encompass a whole range of experiences yeah and to try and define it so smallly that's like it's taking away from yeah it's just in my opinion it's like splitting the community more when we already are kind of a, a fair, not like tiny, obviously, but mm. we're a fairly small community, and, and there's no need to divide us further. We've got know? a rather tenuous relationship with the queer community. Yeah, exactly. As is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it's not it's not necessary. It's I think it's um cool if you want to use those labels for yourself. It if it's easier for you to understand yourself that way. Mm. But I know a lot of people who um. At, especially at the time when this was really big on like Tumblr and stuff, for yeah. example, maybe. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people who were very stressed about trying to find labels that fit them. Yeah. And sometimes you just, there isn't a label that fits you. Like um, I know a lot of people who are just like, yep, I'm queer. And that's their whole identity mm-hmm. because they find no, there's no purpose in further defining it. Yeah. And yeah. Mm. I think it is a sort of situation when, yeah, people don't really know how to talk to people under the letter A. I think I'm going to say that easier. Yeah. yeah. People don't, and they want to learn, which is awesome. But yeah. we're also, I'm not an expert on gender or sexuality. I mm-hmm. just happen to be asexual. And Yeah, it's like your your lived experience. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of better people you can ask for smart responses. Mine, it's just going to be really dumb and not make sense to anyone, and that's fine. <laughs> um, but... I think that I don't want to say that there is no correct. It's like social etiquette. There is a correct way to talk to people and it's a correct mm-hmm. way not to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we've discussed this, Mary and I have discussed this quite a lot because people ask questions as I'm asexual <laughs> and there's always a weird question afterwards. <laughs> I'm asexual, but I have a girlfriend. Does that work? No, it's, uh, no, it's uh, the... Uh, Hey, I'm. You're asexual, right? Have you had sex? Why? I met you thirty seconds yeah, ago. Yeah. Why it's are you so, asking this or, question? Or the, uh, or the uh, so do you masturbate then? It is nuts like, to me. Uh, we, do you we know each other that? for five seconds, yeah. right? You're just like, oh, um, what? What? Like, what? You don't ask that to other people you yeah. meet on the street. Yeah. It's just yeah. because you put the word asexual in front of it. They're like, oh, sex. Uh, yeah, again, like, it's, sex. Let's talk about. I think sex. it's because it's like, so I different. Don't want to. <laughs> So I pointed the A. Yeah. I think it's I think it's because I think mainly I don't generally think that people come at it um nefarious. Uh no, they sure. Content, I, I, but um I think it's just people are just so it's so out of their experience. Yeah. And they're just like, What? And I, then they just gotta know. And yeah. then but you and then that's when they forget social yeah. etiquette. Like maybe don't ask complete strangers. If they have sex or masturbate, yeah. like that's mm. not something you do to anyone else. Mm. Like you won't go up to a gay guy and just be like, do you masturbate? Like, so really 
maybe don't do that. Oh, okay. We're going to change the subject right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird that we've got like these standards of, of sexuality mm. that you must meet to be able to claim a certain identity because that's not how that works. Like, it, it's not like if you're straight and you haven't had sex by the time you're I don't know, 15, all of a sudden you must consider yourself bi or you must consider yourself ace or gay or something. Like that's not how that works. Like it's not like someone comes along and revokes your heterosexuality (laughs) card because you haven't performed the correct amount of heterosexuality in your life. And it's it's kind of the same with with asexuality. Like there's no right way to perform it as long as you identify with this, you go for it. at your, I mean, oh, you can't really if you sleep with someone no one comes along going you're out of the community but yeah. sorry uh, no one breaks into your house and just <laughs> hand, like, over the ring. <laughs> hand over the hand ring hand over the ring guys <laughs> um uh. I, oh, also, I'm not quite sure if this has been covered. Um, it may have been taken out when we recorded with Marion. I don't know. I, I haven't yeah. even listened to my podcast um, yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think I'm. I think me and Marin are actually the only two. No, you're not even wearing your I, ring today. I told you. I told you I forgot my ring because I had oh. my hands in my fish tank all before I yeah, came. Yeah, you did. Wait, why were your hands in your fish tank? <laughs> it's a very sad story. I have lots, you know, lots oh. of fish. Marin had to no. Marin had to euthanize fish this morning. Oh, I'm I so had sorry. like all of my neon tetras just died. Yeah, that, that's beautiful fish, like I know. I'm sorry about I had, that. I know. Um, it's very sad. And oh, I'm yeah, sorry to bring that up. They got pretty yeah. sick, so I had to have my hands in my fish tank. So yeah. I didn't want to put my rings in there. Um, yeah, just uh, the uh, an, a common ace symbol um, is actually to wear a black ring um, on the middle finger of your right hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember where that came about um uh, but it came from avon and i know that apparently it was agreed on that swingers won't wear a black ring on that finger so oh. that ace people can oh oh yeah that's so fine. um that's fun you don't want to get mixed up you don't want to mix your uh, asexual and uh your swinger fingers, fingers. Right. yeah there you go. There, you go. <laughs> there you go guys you're gonna have a very different conversation uh depending on which one you were hoping to have a conversation with yeah um, where you want that conversation to go, how exactly. you want it to end up. Um, um, what kind of situation you'll end up with at the end. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. I think I feel like we've lost track a little bit here. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yes. that yeah, was that we, we are talking about the split attraction model. We are talking yeah. about the split attraction model. Um, I think um, I, th- I think it's also um, kind of important. I, I feel like we've mentioned the word allosexual or allo blah, 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 oh, yeah. um, several times. I don't think anyone's actually ever defined no. it for, for everyone else. Um, so any anyone who's defined as allo, uh, allosexual, romantic is simply someone who experiences sexual attraction of that nature. So when we talk about allosexuals, they are anyone who experiences sexual attraction. They can be heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, uh, gray sexual. Yeah, it's basically like it's like saying um like trans and then the other side of that is cis yeah um it's the same sort of yep. spectrum like allo to ace and it is it is not a slur i have mm. i have seen <laughs> sexual is not a thing i, I have seen um, a lot of people who um uh apparently seem to think that allosexual is some kind of slur uh being used within the uh, a community against uh them it's not I promise you it is not. Don't it was actually um, brought up because uh, before allosexual, uh, a lot of people just called um, non-asexual people sexual because mm. you had sexual and asexual and then um, everyone complained that that was sexualizing everyone else so they became yeah. allosexual. Mm. 
And that's There's actually a where lot of complaining from. in terms of our terminology. Yeah. yeah. Which, is, which is, yeah, not telling um, I think that happens every time that you make new language up, though. Yeah. There's going to be someone complaining about it, mm. um, like deciding that heterosexual is a slur. Mm. Or I've also seen a lot of other people in the queer community not liking allosexual because it uh, lumps them in with straight people mm. who are their oppressors. I'll and it's like, of, yeah. yeah, but. Yeah, sis does the same thing as Talia just mentioned all the way over there from the kitchen. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, sis, it's the same as cisgender. Yeah, Allosexual, cisgender, it, it lumps you in with people who have the same experiences as you. Yeah. So, um, and Even if you don't want to admit it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, there's also, uh, especially if you start um, moving in ace circles, you'll also come across the words um, demisexual and grey sexual or mm -hmm. grey romantic and yep. uh, demi romantic. I like grace. I do like grace. Grace, grace, is, very grace, is, grace is a good one. Yeah. So basically, we, it, it is a spectrum, so you sort of get a bit of fluctuation. So I will believe, and please correct me if I am incorrect, <laughs> uh, demisexual is someone who requires a strong emotional connection. Yeah. Um, it, that can be romantic or that can just be with someone emotionally before they actually start experiencing sexual attraction to that person. Um, they're fun. I've, I know a few. They're really nice people, obviously. Yeah. Um, not, not, they're cool. <laughs> they're cool. I like, I mean, they're, they're just people, you know. Yeah. Um, grey aces are eight people who aren't quite ace. They're in the grey area. Yeah, which is probably, um, I don't know about you guys, but that's where I sit because um, it's not not necessarily that I'm like, yep, I am grey asexual. It's like I am at a nebulous point in my sexuality and I don't really understand <laughs> it, but I'm, I'm definitely not completely asexual and it's it's a good term to have because it sort of encompasses a nice big area of nebulousness which is cool uh these terms also apply within the aromantic community uh you have yes. demi-romantic people who uh require an emotional uh connection before they start experiencing romantic attraction and you also have uh I don't know if it's uh, an actual term, but now I want to call it grey row. Um, grey row, yeah. That's definitely a that thing. That sounds yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. and, uh, well, that can also I actually seemed it shortened like that. So Okay, yes, yeah. awesome. So grey row uh, is uh, similar to uh, uh, grace. Uh, you, it, it's, it's a nebulous area. You don't really always experience it, but then sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. And it's, yeah. and some people will use, um, in fluctuation. Yeah. Flux. So, I was going to say, um, mm. flux is another way to put, but you put that behind like, like a flux or a reflux, um, saying that sometimes you, you fluctuate between feeling romantic attraction and maybe not. And I think, Talia, you could probably talk more on that, right? Yeah, so um, if, like, I get really specific with my identity, then I do identify as Aeroflux. Um, and that's mainly just because I have been in romantic situations where I've been like, oh, okay, this is kind of, kind of, kind of cool. Uh, I can do the romantic attraction thing. And then I will, like, two, two weeks down the line be like, ah, actually, not feeling it. I'm feeling more queer platonic. That's what yeah. we should do from now on. So, yeah, it is, it is very much just like a flux thing. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of quick platonic, oh sorry. I was going to say, say just before we go on to anything else. I mean, when we use the word grey, we're not using. Uh, it's not someone who isn't like comfortable yet as identifying mm. as asexual. Is their own separate thing. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's not a step two. It's not a step. You're not half. Yeah. Like you are. You it's are. It's not grace, asexual yeah. light. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's not. It's also not allosexual light. Mm. Um, yeah. It is or aromantic light or aromantic light. It is very much its own thing with its own kind of versions of um, experience. I yeah. suppose it would be would be like um, asexual tendencies. Oh, well, I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say um, 
it would almost it would be similar to uh, bisexuality in yeah, where exactly. it's not bisexuals aren't gay and they're not straight. They're their own they're orientation. Yeah, and- they're bisexuals. They've got their own community then there's the exact same with our grace people. They're not aloe, they're not ace, they've got their own orientation. Sitting comfortably in the middle. Um have we covered Demi? Yes. Yeah, yes. we did, cool. yeah. Did you cover Lithro? Oh, Lithro is it's a bit of a weird situation. It, and it, 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 every time I try to explain it, everyone's like, yeah, that's just how it is. It's the idea. That's just how it be. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like, um, for me, because it's a lithromatic, in a romantic situation, I prefer the idea of it over than the actual reality. And everyone, that, that's, yeah. anyone listening is probably, I hope you're not thinking, well, that's just, yeah, it's the romance isn't like how you imagine it to be. I'm like, yeah, but it's really not like how <laughs> I, it's, it's more of a, I would say I would be what would be considered romantic neutral because I'm trying to be not romantic repulsed. Um, it's the idea is you can either be sort of pro affection and anti affection or just not there. Um, and I, well, similar to the fuck situation, I, I so sometimes I'm like, I need someone to love me right now and I need the support, or there might be sometimes I just don't. Yeah. I want everyone to stay as far away from me romantically as possible. Yeah. Um, so literally, it's, yeah. Yeah. I hope that's a good, decent explanation. Yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, inspirational. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's also uh, important to mention, and this is a little bit separate from the split attraction model, but when we talk uh, specifically um, about, uh, well, I think it, it comes up, not specifically, but it comes up more in a uh, conversation than it does in Allo conversation. Um, we talk about sex positivity, sex neutrality, mm. and sex repulsion. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that, that can also, uh, again, uh, happen in terms of romance as well um but that's like sex positivity is usually defined as like the want to go out and seek sex um sex neutrality is like if it happens grouse yeah i can't believe i just used that word but there we are we're bringing back the 90s um and if you like, say tubular i'm pushing you off your chair <laughs> can i say it can i, can I say it that's fine <laughs> You're across the table, so I can't reach. Yeah. But I made sure my lip balm <laughs> tubular. Um, <laughs> radical. Okay. Radical. Oh. Uh, or <laughs> um, and then sex repulsion is a, a simple no-go no. area. Yeah. This is this box, no, no. touching. <laughs> no deal. Uh, no deal. Blocked. Denied. Um, like, I don't know. I was like, do you want to speak about that a little bit more? Um, no, well, like I am pretty open with being a sex repulsed ace because like, you know, with the dating scene and being ace in general is hard enough. But when you bring up the whole no go zone, it's just yeah. a whole new level of mm. fuck that in the metaphorical sense. It's probably a good way to mention is that um, when we say we're like sex repulsed or sex attracted, it's not that nothing works biologically. Like all of our bodies work normally mm. as a human. It is just pleasure how- is still a thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's not. That's why you might get really confused and like you're a sex positive asexual. What you know? It is. Mm. We still experience pleasure. Um, and but- this is the going back to work. The- yeah, is, yeah, tubular. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, this is <laughs> this is this is going back to the fridge analogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's just I just it's just want to reiterate that. Yeah. yeah, it's we still like food. We're gonna eat the food. Just yeah. sometimes we're not craving certain all the food at once. You know, I'm yeah. not hungry, um, but fuck, I'm gonna swallow that cake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's important that we just you know remind people just because you're a sex positive or asexual doesn't mean you're not asexual. Mm. Yes, like, yeah. mm. and and also I think it's also important to mention that. Um, not all allosexuals are sex positive. Mm. Um, not all, like you can be allosexual and sex repulsed and there's nothing wrong with that. Like it, that's cool. We yeah. love everybody yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, these terms aren't exclusive to the A community. Yeah. They are and, just terms. And yeah. Sex repulsion doesn't also mean anti-sex. Like mm. if no. people want to go and bang, sure, good for them. But, you know, yeah. it's not for me personally. Me. Yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. anti-sex. Sex mm. repulsion also doesn't necessarily. I think a lot of um, people have the notion that sex repulsion is a result of some sort of trauma. And sometimes that's the case, but it's not always the case. Um, and it's not appropriate to assume that. Yeah. Especially, and not or even- bring it up also. Yeah, not that's even gross. just like sex repulsion, but a lot of people think that being asexual yeah. is due to like some kind of like sexual violence that occurred to you. Yeah. Okay. Childhood One, trauma. Yeah. Don't bring that up anytime. Well, well, also, like a, it's I'm, not appropriate yeah. to ask anyone yeah, that exactly. ever. Exactly. Yeah. Like, do like, not just do be like, that. I'm asexual. It's like, oh- so you were abused? Is it like, like why no, would you it's, bring it's, that it's, up? It's, it's like the the wet paint. It don't touch. It's wet. There's no. It's either dry <laughs> and it's fine, or you're gonna get paint on your. It's no. There's no good outcome for exactly. this worth yeah. touching that wall. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's just like you don't bring that up. Like you shouldn't bring that yeah. up, yeah. anyways. Yeah. Yeah. They especially are very not different if, things. Yeah, and especially point. if not you actually think someone's been traumatized. Yeah. Why don't would you that. bring it up? You just like. Oh, so you've been traumatized. Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah and that's a bad person move. Yeah. That yeah. also goes with the just saying, oh, you just haven't, you know, had sex or, <laughs> or you have another you know, like, person. Oh. The magic dick theory is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever come across. I'm just going to say it right now. Please, please, if you know an aromantic, please be kind to your uh, little aromantic friends and don't ever say, um, you just haven't met the right person yet. You're, there's still a chance for you because it's don't just annoying. <laughs> We haven't. Get, no, no one's given up hope. No one's done that. It's just like it's we never just, had hope in the first no, place. We didn't want it. It's not something we want in our lives. But but also like we are here in the presence of an arrow person who's quite proudly arrow and in a relationship. They are What's married. Up? Like exactly. like it's, it's married not married-ish. Married-ish. Like engaged. Uh, you are engaged. Oh, sorry, you have a fiance. Yeah, um, it's odd. Like the technicality. Yeah. yeah. I somehow got this ring. I don't know what happened. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, um, this sort of goes into um, I think we mentioned it a little bit before, but um, uh, talking about uh, the precedence of what a queer platonic relationship might look like. Um, so that the definition of that, I also wrote that down. I wrote down a really long definition because it can be very weird. And this is more of like a um, a like aligned term. You don't necessarily have to be ace or arrow to like have this sort of relationship Mm -hmm. um but it is defined as a term for a committed relationship that um some ace and arrow people might want to be in or be in um that's based on a platonic commitment rather than like a romantic and or sexual commitment um and that's where i sort of started with my partner and i we we started off defining ourselves as being in a qpr oh also um 
another term that's arisen from that instead of using the word queer which obviously it's it's still a slur and some people are uncomfortable using that word mm. um you can also use uh the word quasi instead which is like like a kind of platonic relationship which i also i like that term as well um but it's basically um just a way of having a relationship that isn't your typical like romantic relationship and that sort of thing um because mm. asynary people do get into relationships um there is commitment there just because you're not um you know uh allo allo it doesn't mean that you can't be committed to someone whether that's like monogamously or not as well yeah so that's that yeah. <laughs> for me um i'd just like to say uh it's basically uh saying that um you can love someone but you don't have to be in love with them exactly yeah like i care very deeply for nikki and i always have but we've never had Ooh, an ounce of romance because that grosses us both out <laughs> and that's how it always has been and um yeah uh i just fist bumped over here and it was great <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah rock on um yeah. and, and also um I, again going back to the, the last discussion that we had thank you so much for defining all of that yeah, man. um i just wanted to uh, make a certain point in saying it is never okay to ask an ace person if they are sex repulsed uh, sex neutral or sex positive oh, yeah, unless uh, you are incredibly good friends with them and slash or in a very intense committed relationship with them that's like walking up to a straight person and being like hey how much you get it <laughs> how much do you want to get it yeah which yeah. i mean you can do but no one's gonna like you for it yeah, yeah. um and it's kind of the same thing in an ace relationship it's usually just asking about boundaries yeah um which you, you know. generally only do if you're in a yeah, close yeah. relationship to them. Yeah. To be the to communication be thing. Yeah, the communication <laughs> thing. Just to kind of prove to everyone out there that the Sam is a genuine thing that we all need. No, um, there there is uh, evidence um, within theory, within culture, um, that the Sam is something that people have been thinking about for a longer time outside of the ace community. Um, so we have the 19th century writer Karl Heinrich Ulrichs. I love that name. Um, who uh, describes the idea of earning. Um, so that's U-R-N-I-N-G, um, which is um, his term uh, for a man who feels a sexual desire for other men. So uh, in today's um, society, he probably would have been defined as a very closeted, very repressed homosexual man. Um, but uh, at the time he identified as heterosexual but he believed himself to have sexual earnings uh for men um so he went and um wrote 12 books on non-heterosexual attractions i have not read all of them i've read bits and pieces of them they're interesting um if you want and i think they're quite easily found like if not online then you can just ask your local library to just get them in for you like they're they're pretty pretty easy-ish to find. So uh, in the uh, 1979 book Love and Limerence, The Experience of Being in Love, uh, written by Dorothea Tenov, um, she describes a state of um, romantic attraction separate from sexual attraction. And this is the first time that this comes um, comes up in kind of academic history. Um, limerence uh, is a state of mind which results from a romantic attraction to another person um, and typically includes obsessive thoughts and fantasies and a desire to form and maintain a relationship with the objective of love and having one's feelings reciprocated. So whenever anyone goes to see a rom-com, 
that's limerence. That's the definition. Like that's a version of um, romantic attraction that a lot of people and arguably society kind of subscribes to. So there's your history crash course, everyone. I love that word, limerence. It's so yeah, nice. it's spelt, um, for anyone playing at home, it's spelt L-I-M-E-R-E-N-C-E. There's a lot of E's in there. It's almost 50% E, like Canada. Uh <laughs> What? <laughs> Canada is 50% A. Yeah, but oh, oh, it's not 50% e. E. Yes, okay. Canada. Um, <laughs> how do you spell Canada? <laughs> do you even English? I do not. No. Nope. Um, I am minoring in English lit, so absolutely not. It's clear. It's clear. <laughs> so for everyone out there in podcast listening land, we are going to wrap up now. I hope you've learned something um, as we've just sat here talking wonderfully about what I hope has been an entertaining bit of time and space that we've all taken up yeah. here entertaining and educational mm. yes um hope you learned a thing we all i hope someone learned something i've definitely learned something just listening to y'all um and for everyone out there in podcast listening land um you are valid you are loved and you are valued uh, remember to drink water wash your work uniform remember to eat something that's very important um stay safe and we will see you all next week Hello. Bork, bork, hi. You know what you need to be doing? You need to be listening to the Floof and Proper podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Taylor. And we're going to talk about all things dogs. Dog stories. Dog breeds. Dog tips and tricks. Dog puns. Dog jokes. Dog you're missing everything. out if you're not listening. Uh, hit us up at the Floof and Proper podcast wherever you get your podcast. Tune in. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.